all right yo 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 what's up this is yet another episode of hot takes with cnm m is here today solo but i'm about to give you guys a great show because i'm excited to be back it's been a minute but hey that's college for you sometimes but we finna wrap up the semester and we about to be on here every week for real because i'm excited there's a lot that has happened so i'm gonna get into it with a little bit today i'm gonna talk a little lamar jackson a little bit of the draft what my projection is for the first five picks a little nba playoffs and then who is winning the chip like who i got in the finals so without further ado i'm about to get started all right so lamar jackson so we've seen a lot with lamar jackson he hasn't signed his tenure yet one's gonna pay him about what 32 35 mil this upcoming season non-exclusive tag has been placed so that teams want him they got to give the ravens two first round picks um to see what's good with lamar and be able to get a pretty much a transcendent talent somebody who is very good he is an mvp he is one of the most exciting players if not the most exciting player in the nfl so we definitely know he is getting paid we know that much. Uh, we don't know how much he's going to get paid yet. There's rumors going around he wants fully guaranteed guaranteed contract, much like we saw with Deshaun Watson, or he wants this amount of money in this many years, that there was a three-year deal on the table worth $133 million, which we don't really know if that was there, but, you know, allegedly that was. So, I don't know. We're going to have to see. But we know he's going to get paid. We know that much because, I mean, with the quarterback – you need it in the NFL. That's just a point blank period. You're not winning without a quarterback. We've seen that much like with the Jets right now, which is why they want Aaron Rodgers, because when they had Zach Wilson, they had Mike White, and then they had uh, Joe Flacco. We saw that win. The team, that team is ready to compete right now, and the reason why they didn't go to the playoffs and they haven't had a lot of success is because that quarterback position has been in the flux. So when you have a good quarterback, you got to do everything that you can to keep him because the quarterback is – the most important player on the team. Everything got to go through him because he's touching the ball the absolute most. So we know Lamar's getting paid. We just don't know how much. Trade is another story. It's definitely a possibility depending on how this draft shakes out. You know, with rumors that we might see two, three, or even much as four quarterbacks within the first five to ten picks or within the first round, period. So we might have to see how that shakes out, see if, you know, these teams get their guy. And if they don't, then maybe they do look at Lamar. Maybe they see if the Ravens will just let Lamar not have that non-exclusive tag anymore and see if it's just something that they can come to an agreement about. Maybe like a first and a third, maybe, or a first and a fourth. or Well, maybe they, probably Lamar won't be able to get, they probably won't be able to get Lamar for a fourth. It might. It's going to have to probably be in the ballpark of a first and a third, maybe even a second to get something like that maybe a player maybe that could get the Ravens interested too but I mean it's gonna be hard for them to replace Lamar because <laughs> just because of who he is and what he brings to the table just being the MVP being exciting with his legs being able to duck and dodge and how fast he moves how quick he is and things like that but apparently that relationship has turned a bit sour but we can see what happens here obviously so we said that, you know, teams have been a little bit reluctant thus far to give out those two future first round picks for him, you know, because it is a huge investment. First round picks are very valuable. And we're going to see that obviously with the draft that's coming up in just a couple of days and where these guys are going to shake out and what your favorite team's going to do. So definitely let me know down in the comments <laughs> what you think your team's going to do in the draft. Put your favorite player or who you want your team to draft so I can see what's up. 
and kind of go back and forth. We can see if that's going to happen come draft time. But obviously, first round picks, like I said, are very uh, special. And, you know, you want to be able to kind of build your team through that. So it's exciting. As well, I mean, Lamar has obviously taken some flack for not having an agent, but it's not like it's something that is ancient or that's unheard of. I mean, we just saw Larian Tunsil, albeit at a different position, was able to secure his second big contract to be the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. This is his second go around. He was able to negotiate his first contract without an agent, and he negotiated this one which made him the highest paid left tackle. He was the highest paid on his previous contract as well. So it's not like it's an unheard of thing because other NFL players such as Bobby Wagner and DeAndre Hopkins also don't really have agents. They also don't have agents. So it's not like it's unheard of or that Lamar is at a disadvantage because he doesn't have an agent. I mean, yes, because Lamar, there's kind of that barrier when you go to the front office and things like that so that you can hear like what the front office is having to do or what they might be concerned about. And that's kind of hard when you're the player hearing about those things so that agent can kind of act like a buffer but you can't be mad about the guy who want to get all his money i mean they risk their lives for our entertainment and for the sport they love at the end of the day too but it's entertainment the nfl is a business at the end of the day and it's a very big entertainment platform so these guys are risking their lives for that because future injuries or even c c c t e or yeah c t e or just you know injuries that could be life-threatening career and career ending ultimately so I mean Lamar Lamar has got it's it's, it's, got, it's gotten done without an agent and it's just ultimately I believe it's just about determining what Lamar's value is like I said he does have an MVP on his resume he's taken the teams in the playoffs more than once and he's one of the most exciting if not the most exciting player in the NFL we probably will not see anything like Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed guaranteed contract because it seems like a lot of owners have uh backed off of that <laughs> And they're not really interested in doing anything like that. But, you know, Deshaun, Watts, Deshaun Watson's contact for con- for context was five years, $233 million, with about $46 million a year. But I do believe that it will be something that will surpass Jalen Hurts' new contract, which was five years, $255 million, with a $51 million a year price tag. Uh, and we just saw what Jalen Hurts did. He took a huge next step once he got that number one wide receiver. And that's something that Lamar has not had in his career. He's had, you know... Mark Andrews and Marquise Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman and um, I yeah Rashad Bateman and uh, Sammy no not Sammy Walkie what's his name darn I can't I can't remember the guy's name right now but I would always remember things but anyway he's had he's had just kind of a bunch of guys it's not really been somebody who was the guy and we've seen that when these quarterbacks get the guy with example being Josh Allen getting Stephon Diggs, Dak Prescott getting Amari Cooper, Jalen Hurts getting A.J. Brown, that these guys can really take off and really show what they can do when they have that true guy. Even Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins, even though that looks like that's going to be ending very, very soon, unfortunately. So I believe with everything that Lamar has accomplished, the MVP, taking the team to the playoffs, being one of the most exciting player, and being on the cover in Madden as well. Just those different things, how marketable he is, likable, and everything like that. I believe his next contract will be about five years, $275 million with about a $55 million price tag. The quarterback mark is only going up, and you got to think about it before these guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert because their contracts are going to go boom, boom, boom. They're going up. I mean, we just saw we went from $46 million with Deshaun's contract to Jalen Hurts getting $51 million. So the next guy 
it's going to be up. At this point, we've seen the quarterback market only go up, and it's not going back down. As more and more money gets made and CBAs get signed and things of that nature, these guys are going to want their money, and much like Kirk Cousins with these fully guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed contracts that he's getting, but they're much shorter in length, which is why he's able to keep cashing in every single time. But the thing about it is when you got your guy, you got to keep your guy. You got to do what you got to do to get your guy because quarterbacks that are able to do what Lamar has done are very rare. Even with these guys that are about to see get drafted here in the next couple of days, you still don't really know what they're going to be able to do ultimately um, until a couple years from now, you know. So, and especially with guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, even though we don't really put him in that upper echelon just yet because his injuries and things like that. But if he stays healthy, then he's, you know, we've seen what Tua can do when he's healthy. So, when these guys are about to be coming up and get paid, you don't want to have to be lost in the shuffle or, or having to kind of do it before, kind of overpay, much like, you know, Jerry had to do with Dak simply because he let the contract run out and like the Ravens here have let you know Lamar's contract come out you know so it's gonna have to be something like that to convince him to stay or you know he might get traded and another team's willing to do that but ultimately it's gonna be see ultimately it's gonna come down to see how the draft really shakes out and how that plays out first but we're gonna have to see but I definitely think you know it's gonna have to be something like that because once you get your guy, you, you gotta pay him <laughs> unless you're ready to start over at that position. And obviously, if you don't have that guy, then you know we see the things that teams are just a quarterback away, like the Detroit Lions. You could say, even though Jared Goff had a bit of a resurgence, and he may well you know be able to play his way into keeping that job further on. Because I did like what he did with Detroit. It was very exciting to see. Um, considering what we had seen him do when he was in Los Angeles and he had a quarterback, I mean, not a quarterback, but a coach and a co or offensive coordinator that really believed in him and wanted to play to his strengths and not his weaknesses. But it's going to be exciting to see, so we're going to see what happens there. But Lamar finna get paid. That's the bottom line. Getting into the NFL draft a little bit, so talk a little bit about the Cowboys because that's my team, obviously. So uh, Cowboys knees, I said offensive line, wide receiver, Running back, corner, and tight end. But mainly for the first round, I'd like to see us go O-line, especially considering, you know, Tyron Smith's injury history, Zach Martin a little bit older, even though he is still very much probably one of the best right guards, if not the best right guard. Um, and he got Terrence Steele coming off his injury. So I think some players we need to be definitely looking at. Uh, Steve Oliva, Darnell Wright, Osiris Torrance. Paris Johnson Jr. and Anthony Bradford, just to name a few. And plus, we've been mocked with a couple of these guys within the first and second round, like mainly Steve Oliva, Darnell Wright, and Osiris Torrance. So I think we take one of those guys, especially since Mike McCarthy said that he wants to run the damn ball, then you got to have an O-line that can move and shake players so that we can run the damn ball, right? Uh, wide receiver I, wide receiver and running back, I feel like those are more luxury picks than anything. I feel like, especially since we got Brandon Cooks now, and I believe Michael Gallick will be able to go back more to himself than he was that first couple of years, and he was what we saw last year. And having uh, Stevie Lamb, which is his continued ascension into that number one receiver role, things like that. I feel like we're getting a little bit better at that, but since Brandon Cooks is only a one-year deal, if like Quentin Johnson or JSN or Zay Flowers or anything like that, even though this is a deep class, any of those guys fall to 26, I feel like you just got to take them. Same thing with the running back, you know, Bajon Robinson or Jameer Gibbs, or even though that guy's 
kind of being mocked in the second round, if he is there in the first round and we feel like he's a first-round talent, then I feel like you got to take him. Because Tony Pollard's coming off his injury, you know, and even though we like what we saw from Malik Davis yet, we got to still have somebody that can kind of come in and round that group out. Because they probably won't be bringing Zeke back, but who knows, maybe. Corner. Uh, deep class, right? Deontay Banks, Cam Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, who has been one of our top 30 visits, and Trey Hodges, just to name a few, or even Christian Gonzalez, <laughs> uh, Joey Porter Jr. But I don't believe any of those players are going to fall to 26, and I don't believe we're trading up either. It's not exactly what Jerry does, but who knows? I mean, who knows, honestly. But corner, definitely in another corner, because even though we did trade for um, Stephon Gilmore, that's also a one-year deal, so you're going to have to have somebody that can kind of book in that other spot after this year, and who better to learn from than some guy who has been at the top of his game and is still very much in his prime, really smart, has great instincts, and knows how to play the position, because Kelvin, 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 Kelvin Joseph, Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph, and uh, our boss man, Fat, you know, and Nashawn Wright, and all the other players that we were just trying to kind of stick over there at that other position, yeah, that, that didn't work. And that really hurt us come playoff time because we just got burned because everybody knew that Trayvon Diggs is very good, but he's a gambler. You know, he's always going for the pick or trying to go for the big play, and he, he missed a pick in the game, which was kind of costly in the end. But there was a lot of different costly things that hurt. Not having that second right receiver definitely hurt. But we addressed that, but still, you want to kind of round out that position. So getting another corner is very much important because you can never have too many good corners, especially with these right receivers getting better and better each year. And then getting to the tight end position. So we have Dalton Kingcad, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, and um, Cameron Latu. You know, so this is a deep class for tight end. We know that tight ends usually um, take a little bit before they're able to really acclimate, acclimate, goodness gracious, acclimate to the game. But, I mean, we've been mocked getting a tight end, Dalton Kinkad or Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington. So I think all of those would be really exciting considering we've lost Dalton Schultz. And, I mean, even though we had Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson, not really one of those are just the guy at the tight end position and they might need more time to develop I mean Jake Ferguson looked really really nice last year and so dependent Peyton Hendershot but I think having a three tight end set would be really good for us and just having that other great depth piece or somebody that can potentially be a star down the road and I think you know Darnell Washington Dalton Kincaid Sam Laporta Michael Mayer Cam Latu or any of the other tight ends in this draft considering that that's also very deep as well could be one of those guys for us in the future so getting into like the first five picks of what I believe they're going to be, I believe you got Bryce Young at the top because uh, Carolina, they didn't trade all that for nothing. <laughs> and they believe they put all the pieces in place with, you know, the signings of Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, and what they already had there as well to be in place for a quarterback. So, I mean, you know, they lost DJ Moore, which was huge, but, you know, they have uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. as well at that wide receiver position. So... They're they're definitely drafting a quarterback. I believe it's going to be Bryce Young. Second, Houston. Houston is going to take C.J. Stroud. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, you know, Davis Mills is not the answer. <laughs> Sorry to Davis Mills fans out there, but Davis Mills is not the answer, and you're not going anywhere without a quarterback in this league. And Houston just essentially needs to fix a lot of different positions, um, but they have the right guy to do it in D'Amico Ryan's, and hopefully they will give him time to actually, you know, Turn, do that turnaround in Houston. But we're going to have to ultimately see with that. Three, if the cards stay, I believe that they're going to take Will Anderson Jr. They have a lot of different issues right now for sure. Um, but they need to 
put a guy on that defense. And considering they hired Jonathan Gannon as their new coach, he's very defensive-minded. We saw that in the Super Bowl and throughout this throughout this season with the Eagles, even though they fell apart completely that second half in the Super Bowl, which led to the Chiefs winning. <laughs> but, uh, you know, overall he was good with that, and that's where his calling card is. So he's going to need to get somebody that can be a booking over on that defensive line for many years to come and I believe Will Anderson Jr. will be able to do that because he was talked about being the first overall pick for a long long time you know before you know we kind of saw how it shaped out to be with Carolina and Houston being up there and them having a little bit more needs than just going out and getting defense they need offense and they need the most important piece on offense being the quarterback four I got Will Levis going to the Colts they seem like that's been a really uh, hot riser lately and that the Colts seem enamored with him and that they've basically learned their lesson with what they've been going and putting out there in the quarterback. They're a team that's ready to compete with Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, you know, a defense that has Shaq Leonard and DeForest Buckner. So having all those pieces in place, they've not really gone anywhere these past couple of seasons because they've not really had a good quarterback. Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and Jacoby Brissett, even though Jacoby Brissett was actually really, really nice, but those other guys, they, they were, you know, most of them were just one and done. So they need somebody who's going to be there and bring stability to that position. And Will Levis might be able to have all the tools. He's going to need time to develop, but, I mean, most guys will. You know, very few come in very pro-ready. But it's going to be very exciting to see uh, what they're going to do up there. But I definitely think they're going to go quarterback. And then five, uh, I got Anthony Richardson going to the Seahawks. Even though they did sign Geno Smith, they said they're not uh, opposed to taking a quarterback. And Geno is the perfect stopgate even though he's showed more than he's just a bridge quarterback but he would be great for a young guy to learn from and be able to take over the reins in a couple of years and just for them to sit behind and stuff much like Jordan Love has done with the Packers behind Aaron Rodgers and which is why they feel comfortable finally to move on from him even though they have not traded him yet but why they feel comfortable enough that they can move on from him. So definitely think Andy Richards can go there. There's a lot of great pieces up there in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And that defense was fantastic, especially with them finding a gem in Tarek Woolen and um, Kenneth Walker Jr. I mean, not Jr., the third <laughs> on offense and things like that. So there's they're building something special in Seattle, especially since we thought it was all over once they let Russell Wilson go, but they showed it was not all over. Not all hope was not lost, but we're going to see how those picks ultimately turn out. So getting a little, to, little bit into the NBA playoffs, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with, you know, Philly. Uh, they beat the Nets, which I said they had Philly in four anyway. I mean, we didn't really expect that to be too much of a series. So that was exactly what it was supposed to be, a sweep. <laughs> getting into, like, the Bucks and the Heat, uh, even though it's my team, we're losing and we're, or, you know, it's the Bucks in five. We're losing in five games. We just don't have enough, uh, especially Tyler Hero has went out. We're not that same team from last year that almost went to the NBA Finals. Uh, Jimmy Butler's getting older. Bam is, you know, doing what he does best. But we just don't have that extra piece right now. We need to go get another piece to be able to be competitive. And even though the Bucks did not have Giannis the previous night, uh, they still had no problem. They said, you know Giannis, no problem. And they were able to do it without Giannis because they have a very deep team. Brooke Lopez and uh, Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton stepping up and Goran Dragic and just, you know, just everybody um, stepping up on that team. It's very, very, Jay Crowder, you know, a team is very deep, very, very deep. So 
gonna be interesting to see there but yeah we're losing in five games sorry Knicks I got the Knicks in six versus the Cavs like what the Knicks have done bringing Jalen Brunson in he's been every bit worth every penny of what they paid for him uh, Julius Randle has looked really good RJ Barrett OB Toppin you know those guys have all really come together to you know bring the Knicks back to back to glory in a way right the Cavs obviously are not going to go down with a fight because Donovan Mitchell does have playoff experience back to his Utah days you have Jared Allen you have Evan Mobley you have Darius Garland who's coming along for the ride as well and who's been able to show that he can be a co-star to Donovan Mitchell but ultimately I believe the, the Knicks are going to win in six games now we have the Suns. I uh, got the Suns in five versus the Clippers. The Suns, I mean, they have all the pieces. I mean, they have all the infinity, infinity stones. I mean, they got Devin Booker, they got Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and they got Kevin Durant. Need I say more, you know? Um, the Clippers, yes, they did have Kawhi, and they looked really, really good when Kawhi was there, but now they're saying that Kawhi is more likely not going to play another game of the series. The knee injury is a little bit more than they anticipated and what they expected. So, unfortunately... I don't see them being able to be competitive, especially since Paul George has already been ruled out this first series. And I would probably say that their tenure in L.A. has been a bit of a disaster. They definitely have not did what we thought that we were going to do when they first signed and everything like that. They're more regular season than anything else. But, you know, maybe they get one more year to give it a go. But it's it's not been what we expected or probably what they expected either. But definitely not with the ownership or anybody could have expected, you know. But Suns and Five, because they just don't have enough. But Russell Westbrook has been playing some ball. I know I've been critical of him before and things like that, but I think he was just being misutilized in L the Lake LA Lakers, and he's being able to be better utilized with the Clippers because they're letting him play ball. And it has been conducive to winning. You know, they did win because of that. And even though he played a hell of a game, you know, uh, in game three, you know, they still lost, but he was very productive on both ends of the floor. So shout out to Russ. He found his role. He found a team that wanted, really wanted him and really respected what he could bring to the game, you know, and it was conducive to winning. Everybody loves him as a locker room guy. So love that for him. Love to see him be able to rise up and show he can still do his thing and that it can be conducive to winning ball games. But still, Suns and five because they just don't have enough at the end of the day. Uh, Celtics and six versus the Hawks. The Celtics are the other team to beat, I believe, in the East. We've seen that with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, and you know Al Horford, things like that. So they've been playing some ball. Second deepest team for sure. Uh, we're gonna be very excited for that. But they're they're beating the Hawks. I mean, believe the Trey Young and the Hawks are probably gonna have a breakup in their marriage if not this off season, definitely by the next one because it just doesn't seem like it's working and it seems like maybe leadership doesn't really care for them or anything like that, which who knows what what's going on with that. But it just seems like there's a lot of different reports and speculations that are coming out there that they're shopping him or that this or that is going on. And we honestly don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but these reports are not coming from nowhere either. So they're more than likely going to probably be moving up on. DeJounte Murray has been very good, though. Clint Capella... Uh, you know, so it's, it's been good, but I don't believe it's going to be enough for them to do anything. But they did play a hell of a game uh, the other night versus the Celtics. The Celtics just ran out of gas, but I don't see them, you know, getting past the Celtics. Absolutely not. The Celtics are a lot better than the Hawks, so Celtics in six. 
Uh, Nuggets, Vernuggets in four versus the T-Wolves. That was another series we didn't really expect to be too much, and the Nuggets have done everything that we expected to do. They're 3-0 right now. They're they're gonna beat the T they're gonna beat the T Wolves in four games, but Anthony Edwards and you know Cat Mike Conley and them they've definitely put on a show and done everything they need to do. But hey, it's they're not beating the Nuggets. Joker is just that dude. I'm sorry, uh, this dude might be going back to back to back MVPs. You know, so Nuggets in four. <laughs> See y'all in the second round. <laughs> Uh, now we're about to get into the two most interesting series of this first round battle that we've seen, L.A. and the Grizzlies. The Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, I got the Lakers in six versus the Grizzlies. Uh, they, the Grizzlies do too much talking. Uh, John Morant, you know, is out. So I don't see them being able to beat them without Jaw uh, or even with Jaw for that matter. So, but Dylan Brooks has just been doing too much talking, and the Grizzlies as a team just do too much talking. They've not won anything at all. <laughs> they've won the regular season. That's about it. They've not done anything else besides that but win the regular season. And who cares what you do in the regular season because it all comes down to playoffs, right? So, they do a bunch of talking, and it don't. it's not conducive to winning anything worthy <laughs> besides a, we're the second seed banner, basically. And we don't know this team from mainly. We don't even know this team for what they do on the court. It's mainly what they do off the court. All the shenanigans, all the antics, all the outside noise, all the outside foolishness that ends up happening. That's what we know the team for. They're a really solid team. They're a good basketball team. And they could be great if they just kept it about basketball. You know, they do all that other stuff and they start saying foolishness and it's box office material for them to be home and six games because <laughs> the Lakers are taking it Lakers are taking it Anthony Davis just didn't really show up that other night but we kind of expect that he's kind of hot little hot cold you know what that's Anthony Davis we already know that but uh ultimately the Lakers are going to come out because they still have LeBron James who is still one if not the best player in the league he's top three and he ain't three <laughs> 38 years old, you know, year 20, but he acting like he's 20 years old in year two when he plays sometimes. So, and I definitely think, you know, Dillon Bruce calling him old and stuff like that. You no, know, they don't respect him to give him 40. LeBron going to give 40. You watch. <laughs> if it's not this game, baby, 40 game, 40 pieces incoming for sure. So, we're going to see what happens with that. You know, D'Angelo Russell and Rue Hachimuri and Austin Reeves and, you know, Every you know everybody has really come together to play some serious serious ball. Everybody understands their role, and that's very very important when it comes to playoff time. That people don't start doing more than they're being asked to do. Everybody understanding their role and doing what they got to do. But don't matter. Lakers and six. Excuse me. We have the most exciting series probably outside of the Lakers versus Grizzlies series in the West. But the Kings versus Golden State. I got the Kings in six, though. I love, 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 love what Mike Brown has been able to do for that team. He was very, very deserving of the Coach of the Year award. Darren Fox, Demondis Sabonis, Keegan Murray, you know, all those players, they, they have really, really, really come together. I mean, it's beautiful basketball. Love to see it. Uh, Kevin Huterday. I don't, I don't, I feel like I just butchered it, but uh, Kevin. <laughs> Loved loved seeing him. He especially when he be shooting them threes and everything like that. He be doing his thing. Uh, but I got them beating Golden State. You know, Draymond and stuff. He just always oh, it's just his antics always unfortunately overcloud this series and everything. He's just been 
a dirty player, unfortunately, for a long, long time. Um, and we've seen that going back to when he, you know, he got suspended for when they were playing the Cavs and then last year with, you know, the antics of doing that stuff last year with the joining the crowd and waving the towels. It's just, it's just always antics. It's always something with Draymond, you know. It's always something. And he's a very good player in his role. He does exactly what he needs to do. He helps the team win. He's very great in that role. And if he just stayed in that without the antics, we wouldn't be having these conversations. He wouldn't be having these suspensions. We wouldn't be talking about a history. Unfortunately, when you build a history with something, that thing that thing stays with you. And that's what they have to talk about. They said they had to look at previous history. You know? And I mean, yeah, DeMontis Sabonis, he was in the wrong, too. He was in the wrong, too. Because he did grab that ankle. He did. And I, you know, I'm not saying that was intentional or anything like that. You know, on the play, on the playback, it didn't look like it was intentional. But he did grab the ankle, you know, um, as, you know, Draymond stuff. But he had no right to step on the man's chest now. I mean, come on, you know. But, you know, unfortunately, I think this is probably the end of the Warriors, you know, dynasty as we know it. Because um, Draymond, I don't believe, will be a warrior outside of this, outside of this year. But... You know, we want to see about that, obviously, like we see about everything else. But like I said, love what the Kings are doing. Uh, believe that, you know, the trade, even though Tyrese Halliburton, Halliburton was a very good, you know, point guard and very good player, things like that, that the trade for DeMontis Sabonis has definitely worked out. And it was a trade that we saw that has been very even for both sides, even though the Pacers didn't make the playoffs this year. Um and they have something to build on for the future, and it's very, very exciting to see. But Kings in six and light the beam. <laughs> light the beam. All right, getting into our last thing, uh, who I have in the finals. So I believe the Suns and the Nuggets are going to meet. And this is tough, y'all. This is really, really tough. Uh, I'm going to go Nuggets. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. I like Joker. I like Michael Porter. You know, I like Jamal Murray because we're seeing more Bubble Murray by the by the day. So I, I just like that team, and it's it's hard, but I like the Nuggets. So I got the Nuggets coming out the West, and I believe the Bucks and the Celtics are going to end up meeting, and I'm going to Celtics. So I got the Nuggets, Celtics in the finals. Love what the Celtics are doing. They've been one of the best teams all year. You know, they were able to overcome that cloud. And they've just, you know, with Ime Oduko and everything like that. And they have just really been something really, really special. It's been really great to see. And we're going to see Jason Tatum on basically on his revenge tour, I believe, to come back to the finals this year. So Nuggets versus Celtics is my pick. But definitely let me know in the comments underneath this how y'all feeling about that. And we're going to see what y'all predictions are for the NBA Finals. So, with all that being said, I appreciate everybody, you know, tuning in, listening, sharing, supporting, liking, everything that y'all be doing. I appreciate it so much. Y'all don't have to do that, but so grateful and thankful that y'all be locked in and, you know, be hey, listening to some, what I got to say and everything or what we have to say when we're both on here. We appreciate all the love and support. We're thankful for each and every one of y'all. Keep rocking with us. Appreciate everything that y'all do. Once again, I can't say that enough because without the support, without y'all, there really is no show, to be honest. I just would be talking to myself. But thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Sharing. Keep commenting. Keep letting me keep letting me or us in general know what y'all would like to hear, what you'd like us to talk about. If there's a topic that you feel like you just want to hear our opinion about, drop it below in the comments. 
you know when we're interacting or dm us on either our facebook or our twitter let me know what's good appreciate all y'all again and i'm gonna see y'all in the next one y'all take care peace